Welcome back to another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm your co-host, Robert Carnes. Hey, and I'm Mickey Mellon. Good to be here, Robert. So what are we talking about today? Well, as anyone who's listening to this episode has probably read the headline, which might be a little clickbaity, on why email marketing is the most underrated tool for any digital marketer. I think that's a good headline, though, because it really is powerful and is not seen as such, so that would make it pretty underrated. So I guess kind of start there. Why would you say email is underrated? Well, I think it's underrated because it's been around forever, uh, and almost everybody has email, if not multiple email addresses. And yeah, I suspect there's more email addresses than there are humans. Yes, you know? so, yes. Yeah. As someone who probably has about a dozen of them <laughs> right. myself, and I'm, you may, you yeah, may have each, more than yeah. I do. Um, yeah, it, it kind of has just been around and is taken for granted. It's one of the older marketing platforms that has been around for a few decades at this point and will, we imagine, continue to be around for decades still in the future, although they may email may look a little bit different and how we interact with email may look a little bit different, but it's kind of boring and reliable. But one of the reasons why it's so valuable is because, well, first of all, like we said, everyone has an email address virtually, and Mm -hmm. so it's a a way to reach people directly. If you're in someone's inbox, if you've been able to land your message in there, uh, it has a fairly good rate of actually being noticed. Now, we can talk about open rates and click rates and all that kind of stuff later because that is obviously an important part of the conversation of how how many people who receive your email are actually going to look at it or interact with it. But if, if you're simply able to deliver an email to someone even if they do not open it, you are staying top of mind and you're getting in front of someone. And that's a lot harder to do than you might imagine on some other uh, marketing platforms like social media, for example. Well, you said the word land there, and I think that's kind of the key is social media, you never land anywhere. Like you're in the stream and it flows by and hopefully people see it. And social is fantastic, not downplaying that, but you don't land there. Email, if you land in their inbox, you're in their inbox. Now, they may have 10,000 other messages in there, but it could get buried, but you're at least in there and in consideration for some days for them to look at versus the two minutes your tweet might get some action. So it's a huge advantage there. Correct, correct. Your email may get buried under a, a whole slew of other emails, but we know that's definitely going to be the case on a social media stream. Right. You're there for, you know, in front of their face for about 10 seconds, and then you're scrolled past and never seen again. With an email, they might very well see you again depending on how often they check in their email and right. how much spam they're receiving. But kind of along the same lines, they don't have to see it that day either. If I miss your tweet today, I probably will never see it versus if you send me an email today and I'm off, I'll see it tomorrow when I come in as I'm cleaning up my inbox. So you kind of have a little bit more longevity there. Correct. To help get your message seen. Correct. And one last kind of point of comparison that a lot of people don't think about all that much, but you own your email list. If you've spent time collecting leads through email and you've got a list of a hundred or a thousand people on your, your email list that you, you know, have given you permission to email them with promotional messages, you own that and you may store it in a email service provider like MailChimp or Constant Contact, but you can take that with you as you move around place to place. On social media, it is their platform. They own your followers and if you, you know, amass a million Facebook followers on your page, but you don't like Facebook anymore and you want to leave, you cannot, there's no way to export those, you know, contact information. Those people are on that platform. They've created a closed gate community that you're not allowed to take with you. But email is something that you own, that you're in possession of, and you can move around and be a little bit more mobile with. So it's got a little bit more longevity and uh, 
I guess, yeah, more personalization. More security, I think, too. Yeah. Sure. I think we saw that with Donald Trump and Twitter a couple years ago when he got kicked off. He lost all his millions of followers because they weren't his. Whereas with an email list, he would have still had those people to communicate with. And I think he had a very small email list because he was counting on Twitter to supply him an audience. Correct. And they decided not to anymore. And that's their right to do, you know, whether you agree with it or not. But email, it's your list. And you can export it and save a copy in a thumb drive and put it in your pocket. Like, it's your mm-hmm. list of people to do what you want with, whereas Twitter and Facebook... They're fantastic, but yeah, you could disappear very quickly. Correct, so. correct. So those are some of the reasons why email marketing is, is underrated, but also incredibly valuable. Yep, that's awesome. So how does email work with other marketing platforms? So I believe email should ultimately, it, email is not the end-all be-all. It should ultimately point back to your website. Uh, maybe you get somebody to sign up to your email list through social media, and then you're able to nurture those leads and, and kind of slowly send them emails over time. But ultimately, hopefully, it points back to your, your website. Hopefully, you're writing blogs. You've got yeah. good, you know, free downloadable content on your website. Uh, and so, you're, you know, each of those emails should hopefully in some form or fashion be communicating with some, you know, some value to someone, but then maybe be pointing back to your website to, to sell your services or to sell your products. Uh, again, there's so many different pieces of content that you're able to produce on your website. And just like email, you own your website. You know, you may get kicked off with your host, but all the content that you've created on there, you have access to. And I was going to say, you're secured. With. You hopefully do. Hopefully. The, the way we build sites with WordPress, that's probably one of the top reasons I like WordPress is because it's software that you own and you put on the server of your choosing and you can back up and put on a different host. And things like Squarespace and Wix are fantastic platforms but they own you. And we've seen cases of that sure. where companies have been kicked off Squarespace and you can't just start up somewhere else. You gotta start from scratch somewhere else. Versus if you have an issue with your host, you can move your WordPress site over and you can move your email list to a different provider and keep on humming. And it just yeah, puts you in a much better, safer, more powerful position for all of your marketing. That's true, yeah. So I, maybe I took for granted the fact that your website should be something you own. Correct, there, yes. <laughs> there are certainly exemptions to that. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so those are one of the two reasons that um, email and your website are two of your most valuable platforms. Websites, I think people understand. Email is one of the ones that they kind of take for granted oftentimes, but those two should be integrally linked and, and point back to one another. Yep, for sure, quite a bit. We believe all your marketing really should point back to your website ultimately, or really it's going to, whether you intend for it or not, but social and email, all that will go back to your site. So having a great website is important, but then you can use all those platforms to also build up your email list. And so it's a good circular rhythm to build everything correct you know, so. correct and and i think one of the things i touched on briefly that i want to re-emphasize again is that nurture piece that's one of the things mm-hmm. that uh, i think some companies do very very well but not all marketers remember is that again you want to point them back to your website but they're they're not spending all their time on your website they're not visiting right. it every day like you might be <laughs> but they are probably checking their email if not daily, then at least weekly. And so again, being able to land in their inbox, having deliverability where you're actually getting in front of them, even just with your subject line to say, hey, I'm, we're still here. And yeah. remember, our brand is still you know, <laughs> someone who can serve you. That's a way to kind of stay top of mind with someone to nurture them slowly with hopefully those value add emails that are providing, again, whoever your, your subscribers are with something that is worth clicking on an opening. Yeah, yeah, I love the word nurturing that you're using there, and it kind of counters the word I hear a lot of other places with email blasts, which it could be the same thing, and I think it often is, but it just it's totally different connotation versus blasting all the people who came with an email versus uh. nurturing them and kind of keeping them informed at a reasonable pace versus blasting as much as you could. That's kind of a whole different conversation. but Yes, and and one we've touched on before. We've Correct. had another yeah. Uh, yeah. podcast that we will link in, in the show notes about 
legitimacy or, or I guess legality around email marketing and well, legality and legitimacy are two different things. Sure, too, but yes, we, and we touched on them both right, in yeah, that episode for sure. So definitely go back and listen to that one around can spam and you know the the permissions based and opt in and opt out. Yeah, all of those different things around email. But yeah, I mean that was one of the things we touched on was shifting your mentality from blasting people to sending them something that they actually want to receive rather than just another promotion. Yep. So email's been around, what, I think about 60 years now. So what's, what's different with email lately? There are a few things. Um, I think it's a slower moving, I guess, platform than, than most. Good, um, good thing, I think, in a lot of ways. Sure, you know? yeah, there's more stability than, again, say, social media. But um, I think two of the things that stand out to me, and you may have a few more to add as well, Mickey, but um, I know email open rates, which are kind of one of the, the big mile markers with uh, marketers looking at how effective their emails are. Uh, was that last year or two years ago? They got a little bit of, uh, they got, I guess, a speed bump a little bit when Apple changed some of their permissions that their um, Apple's email server or yeah. app automatically loaded some of the the images on emails. Right, that was basically what it was. Yeah. Rates a little bit. That's kind of how they track image or email open rates. Is Correct. they had a little tiny image in the bottom. If you open the email and that image loads, it can detect that image loading and know that you open it. And so Apple, for good reasons, kind of pre-opened emails so they load yes. faster for you. But pre-opening them meant they all looked like they were opened and really could throw off your your numbers. So. Yes. So that that's something that's kind of happened from a tech standpoint lately. That it, I don't think it threw off open rates like crazy. Like they're still a metric to look at, but I, I think they're it devalued that number a little bit. So yeah. now you want to look at things like deliverability and responses and click or yes, click rates rather than open rates yeah. in terms of how effective your your email marketing is. Right. And for most people, getting email opens or even clicks are not the ultimate goals. Getting a, a purchase or conversion, you can still track that all the way down. So if you sent a thousand emails last year and got 20 people to buy your product, you sent a thousand this year and got 25, like it doesn't really matter what the open rate was because it was successful. Correct, you know, so. correct. And that's a, yeah, that's a healthy thing to look further down in the funnel rather than just that top number of right. open rate. It, open rate definitely infect, it well, open rate impacts so, it. It's so easy to look at as yes. part of it too. It's easy to look at open rate versus trying to track it all the way down the funnel. It takes more exactly. work. So exactly. I like easy methods. Correct, exactly. Um, so the other thing that I was going to mention when it comes to especially email content is that I, I think newsletters are making their way back. And that's been, again, about the past year or so. It's been amazing, yeah. Yeah, the email okay. newsletters that were so popular about 10 to 15 years ago and then got diminished a little bit as spam got to be such a problem. But now they're slowly making their way back. And those are huge value add things. We do one at Green Melon yeah. that we can certainly link to and we encourage anybody to subscribe. But we help our clients build some of the email newsletters as well. And I think they're very good ways to send valuable pieces of content to your subscribers to keep you top of mind but also to help them, I guess, learn about who you are and how you can help them. Yep. I'm seeing that. I'm also seeing a lot more of like the daily email newsletters come out from like the daily and some of those kind of the skim and some of that kind of stuff just with information every day that usually is done in a very clean, simple kind of email, which personally I appreciate. I don't need all the images and you know, mm -hmm. just give me the content. I'm seeing a lot more of those making a big comeback too. And so it says, seems like email subscriptions in a way are making a comeback. But it's tricky because of things like Gmail and others that kind of filter those sorts of things to a different bucket, make sure. them harder to see. So it's a little, little balance there to, to find the medium. Yes. But. And I will just say personally, I'm not a, as big a fan of daily newsletters just okay. because they do fill up your inbox rather quickly. You got to be careful. I unsubscribe a ton, but I also spend about 10 minutes. There's a few I look forward to every day just to sure. see what's going on in the world. And it's a good way to get a 
clean, re, clean, fast recap. You know, sure. Ads and stuff anyway. Just here's what's happening. Okay, cool. So just pick those very carefully and yes. wisely and choose which ones that are actually you're right. going to open and, and read. And un- unsubscribe liberally. Like, yeah, I unsubscribe go. a ton. Yeah, if it's something I don't want anymore. Absolutely. So uh, hopefully this has been a helpful conversation to you. And if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Writer Web Podcast brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. And you can also find show notes for this episode and more at abriderweb.com.